Hello, welcome to Catherine Lerma's Guide to Land. A couple of friends of mine mentioned that they were going speed dating. And I thought, yeah, that's something that I can do on my own. And that'd be, I might enjoy it. And it'd be a chance to chat with different guys. So I signed up for fast love speed dating. And I opted for Liverpool because it was a Saturday night. Now there is one in Chester, but it's a weeknight and it starts at half seven and I work until eight o'clock at night. So although that said, the event in Liverpool didn't actually really get going until eight o'clock. So I might have been able to make the Chester one okay. Also, I didn't think I'd know anyone in Liverpool because, do you know what? I really didn't fancy meeting an ex-boyfriend at a speed dating event in Chester. Now, I booked him and I decided I'd need to go dress shopping. As although I really like my pink dress, you might have seen the picture of it on Instagram. Um, I didn't want to wear it on a train to Liverpool at night. So I headed off to Marks and Spencers, one of my favourite shops. It's probably my only favourite shop because I can just go in there and buy things and I don't really like shopping. It's not really my thing, but you know, I need must. And I just find it easier if everything's all in one place. And I bought exactly the same dress as my pink one, but in black. Because hey, if it suits you, just go with it. And then I bought some pink shoes to match my bag. And they also match my pink dress, but also look good with the black. So that's good. And then I headed off to Boots to get some Clinique lip gloss in a slightly deeper shade of pink to match it all. Dressed and ready, I headed off to the car park of the nearest station and hopped on the train to St. James Street Station in Liverpool, near to where it was being held at the Hilton Hotel. And I do apologise if you can hear some kind of vague, strange squeaking in the background. It's my Labrador Pippa who's just decided that she wants to start playing with her treat ball. We'll just try and ignore her. Now, anyway, so I headed off. Um, I didn't want to walk far in the pink shoes, so at least I knew that the James Street station wasn't really that far away from the Hilton Hotel. So, my speed dating was a topic of discussion at the horse yard that I keep my pony on. And the yard vet was really interested in the laws of attraction and the science behind it. And she gave me a detailed insight into why you're attracted to certain people. It's all to do with hormones, hormones and pheromones, apparently. Another lady there was with her husband and she said she'd love to go speed dating. His face said he clearly didn't agree. And we all laughed as she realised what she'd said and quickly added, if I wasn't married, of course, she would like to have done it. The yard vet and I discussed the probability of me meeting the one on the first speed date, which was highly unlikely. And I replied that I didn't actually want to get married again. To the rich reply came back, I'll remind you of that at your wedding. <laughs> now, I've really missed this kind of yard banter, and it's great to have it all going on again. Now, I was one of the first to arrive at the hotel on the night of the speed dating. I didn't get a drink, but in hindsight, I probably should have done because I ended up doing so much talking that I really wished that I'd either got some water or a soft drink. 
I didn't want any alcohol because I was on my own and it was a safety thing. And also because I wasn't driving, well, I was driving later on, but I was you know, getting the train back. So I also wanted to get an accurate impression of people there without it being affected by alcohol. So I got seated at the table and slowly lots more people started to arrive. And there were two age ranges running on the night. And I had someone in the lower age range, she came and sat at my table and started to chat to me. He was a GP who had been unhappy in his marriage for a while. Now, I tried out some of my list of questions on him. It was a chance to see how they worked. And he said I was very engaging. I mentioned my Surviving Divorce podcast, which obviously, as you may have noticed, I've now renamed it Catherine Aubrey's Guide to Life. But that pretty much covers absolutely everything. And also, I've survived divorce, so I don't really need to see anything about doing a podcast about it anymore. And to him anyway, because primarily, actually, that's why I was here, really, to do a podcast about it. And then I can share everything with you guys and encourage you guys to go out and do things on your own. Now, numbers were placed on the table and there was a bell. I think it was that was when it sounded and we all had to locate our tables. I was table number three. I found my table and sat at it. Glad to hear it was near the back. And there was already a lot of noise in there and I was aware that I was going to struggle to hear people talking because I am partially deaf now in one ear. And the first guy sat down and he was really nervous as it was his first time speed dating. But actually, it's quite easy to chat to people for three minutes, although it felt like longer or shorter. Um, I think it gave you an idea of who you found it easy to chat to and who you didn't. I did have a situation where the wrong guy was sat at my table Another guy was waiting to sit down, which was quite entertaining. There was a break halfway through the evening. I had about 10 dates in all. I had to fill a form in with people's names and numbers, and I had to tick yes or no as to whether they should have my contact details or not. And it's quite difficult, I have to say, in only three minutes to know if you want to actually talk to anyone again. There was one guy who I ticked no to. And then he came and chatted to me a bit more during the break and he opened up a bit and was really honest about some of his life decisions and whether they've been the right ones. And how, In hindsight, he may have made different choices. So I changed my answer to yes. Now, the whole experience has got me thinking a bit more about what I want and whether I want a relationship. The last guy said that he was happy on his own and just wanted someone at the weekends to do things with. And I have to say, I actually agree with him. He owned his own business, was clearly really busy with that during the week and was just struggling with weekends and what to do and how to get by. Now, I want to live on my own for a bit. I want to have my own space and spend some time making my new house look nice. And I'm getting more of an idea about where I want to live um, and what sort of house I want and what I want to have around me. You know, I'm not still sure, you know, that I want to have my space invaded by somebody else. And he said that he'd heard the neighbours arguing through the walls and thought, why am I thinking about this? You know, why do I want to be in a relationship again and have someone living in the house with me? And I have to say, I did actually really agree with him. You know, I'm not quite sure that I'm ready for that yet. But I am looking for a possibility. You know, two years old, you know, in a different position than I was two years ago because it was a absolute no chance, not interested, thank you very much. And it was the same when I heard my neighbours arguing because I was kind of thinking, what are you thinking of? Why are you putting yourself through that if you're arguing and screaming at each other? It's surely it's not right and life's too short. Anyway, 
the last guy thought that my job was really important. I suppose it is, but I pointed out to him that if I made a mistake, it's just an email to say, those figures don't look right, can you change it? But as a boat builder, if he makes a mistake, the boat sinks and people could potentially die. So I would actually say that his job is far more important than mine. Now, another guy made me laugh with his marathon story. He was a runner. At age 20, he decided that he would enter a marathon because he'd seen all those old fogies doing it and thought, yeah, that's easy. And he could just do it by training to run three miles. So he did the first part in good time. Then he hit the wall and it took him two hours to run six miles. He also renovated houses and I felt like I didn't have enough time to talk to him. And he did really make me laugh with his story. So he was a yes. At the end of it, I was starting to lose my voice and getting really tired and slightly grumpy. And it's actually really tired chatting to people for so long. It's a bit like interviewing people. I did have a laugh at the break when a girl next to me said, I've just had a guy telling me he bought steak from Tesco's. Not a great start, not a very interesting conversation, but I was wondering if she might have made him nervous. As I say, it's a bit like interviewing people for your job. You know, it's one of the most important jobs of your life is like in being in a relationship with you, you know, and you need to make people comfortable, but then people need to make you comfortable with you. Otherwise, it's not going to work, is it? Anyway, at the end, I'd left. I really had enough. I didn't want I wanted to didn't want to miss my train and it was raining. So I was just looking for my umbrella in my bag when a guy next to me started chatting to me and asked me for a drink. He was a farmer, so we got chatting about farming for a bit, and then we swapped numbers. He seemed nice. That also got me to thinking about what sort of life that I wanted. Now, I've changed my life around a lot, and would I want to go back to living on a farm? He asked it would be okay getting back to the station on my own, and gave me a hug, apologising for being wet, as he had been running in from a, a pub, and it had started raining, so they'd taken shelter in the hotel. And I headed over to the train station, saying I'd be absolutely fine on my own. There were a couple of strange guys around, and a conductor on the platform came over and stood with me and started chatting to me. He was really nice. He was thinking about writing a podcast about films and unusual facts about them, which I think is really niche, and I said it's a good idea, and explained how easy it is to do podcasts. And we had our own little mini speed date on the platform, chatting about films. We both agreed on Star Wars and James Bond being really good. And if I hadn't been so tired, I probably would have said Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's one of my favourites. But instead I went for St Elmo's Fire and 27 Dresses and Made in Heaven. He didn't ask for my number, so I guess it was a no from him. But I really enjoyed chatting to him and I really enjoyed the whole night. And when I arrived at Capenhurst, a lady getting off the train asked me if I was okay and being collected by anyone. I said, it's okay, my little car's in the car park. But it was really nice of her to check that a complete stranger was okay. And I am this morning really encouraged by people, enamoured by people maybe is a better word. And I realise that it is important that we do go out of our comfort zone and take the time out to meet new people. And would I go speed dating again? Yeah, maybe. I might try Chester next time though. And one of the guys, <clears throat> I think, um, told me not to try internet dating. So of course I'm going to give that a go. Because I always do the opposite of what I'm told. And a couple of guys warned me off, as I say, because there's loads of scammers out there and you're not sure you're talking to a real person or not. And I wish all of the guys that I chatted to the best of luck in their search for whatever it is they're looking for. And I think that is when I 
it will end. And I realise I'm not looking for anything apart from just being on my own and going out and having fun and making new friends and concentrating on being happy. And also, as I think about it, actually, my favourite film of all time is actually Point Break. So I hope you've enjoyed that podcast about speed dating. Um, you know, if you are single, don't be afraid of having a go. There's loads of single women there and single guys. I say just take some kind of safety precautions. Make sure you tell someone where you're going. Um, and don't drink too much. Obviously, don't maybe if you can survive without drinking as well as I did. Um, just for safety, I'd recommend it. But you know, get out there. Go, go make okay the chances are say you won't find the love of your life on a speed date but at least you'll kind of be putting yourself out there and going out and you know sort of having a, a bit of fun and you'll you'll have something to talk to you know with about your friends about it and you never know you might make a new friend from it